Hello and welcome to the message number 14. This talk is entitled, How to Have Faith in the Real World. I hope this inspires you and gives you hope for the journey ahead. So let us pray. Lord, we want to thank you that we're here in your house. We want to thank you that we're with others, with friends, family, and new friends and family too. It's a safe place. And Lord, as we gather around your word, we ask Lord, that you speak to us as a community and individually about how to live this wonderful faith in the real world. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Please be seated. Well, it's wonderful to be back after my break, and I'm ready to go. It's really exciting. Today, I would like to talk to you about how to have faith. A lot of my talks end with in the real world, because we are in the real world, aren't we? How to have faith in the real world. It's very easy, isn't it, to live in an ivory tower or on the Isle of Skye and think all is well. But the real world isn't uh, as simple as that. And yet Jesus calls us to live faith in the real world. We heard a beautiful passage which I'm basing my sermon on today from Hebrews chapter 11. But before I do that, I know I'm talking to people who are living in the real world, who are going through good times and bad times as well. And so I'm really talking to you. If you've got your life together and everything is perfect, fantastic. Listen as well, because it, it may go a little bit turbulent at times. But if you're like me and you know that things sometimes go wrong, I want you to be encouraged by this talk today. We're taught, aren't we, in Sunday school about prayer, the answers to prayer. I don't know if you remember this from Sunday school, about how God answers prayer. Sometimes it's um, a red light saying no. Sometimes it's an amber light saying wait. Sometimes it's a green light and it's go. I like another illustration which I used to teach my youth group, which was around cricket. I don't know if anyone's been watching cricket, but I'd rather see it like this. Jesus is the other side, the other wicket. I'm at one side, imagine yourself where I am, and Jesus is the other side. And Jesus is the captain of the team. And the ball has been hit. Imagine uh, you hit the ball and Jesus is looking out and he is looking around to see whether it's ready to run. Because in cricket you run from one end to the other. And I see Jesus in my life and I encourage you to see Jesus in your life, either saying to you, wait, wait, it's not, let's, let's just wait to see if this works out, or, okay, let's just let's not go, let's, let's just wait here. Or if you hit the ball, imagine Jesus saying, let's run. Even when it's scary, thinking we may get knocked out. Jesus is with us in our faith. But I know I'm talking to people here who find it tough, who's lost loved ones, deep loved ones, close to them this month, this year, this season of their life. 
And just before I start this talk, yes, um, you may think I'm um, going on a little bit already. This is the introduction. Gosh, hasn't got to his first points yet. I want to... <laughs> There's ten. No, there isn't really. <laughs> I want to encourage you with this story which I've shared online by Admiral Stockdale. It's called the Stockdale Paradox. You may have heard of this in, in life. Admiral Stockdale was caught in the Vietnam War. And he was caught as a prisoner amongst other prisoners as well. And the other prisoner says, don't worry, we're going to be out in a week or two. We just need to just keep positive, keep going, and we'll be out. Admiral Stockdale said, no, 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 we're going to be in here a long, long, long time. We're not going to be released. We're going to be imprisoned. We're going to be stuck here. I encourage you to think positive for the long term, but we're going to be in prison. The soldiers thought Admiral Stockdale was a fool, thinking, no, we're, we're Americans, we'll, we'll, they'll come in like Rambo and just uh, and, and, and free us. But it was months and years before they were released. And the only one who really kept his mind in all of that was Admiral Stockdale. I share that at the beginning of this talk because I would love to say to you today, if we say one prayer, it will be answered and things will, will be back to where they were before. Or if we just hung on for a couple of weeks, I, I, I would love to say that things will be great again. They may be, this is the interesting thing of faith, but I encourage you to have faith in the real world. That is long term, that is persevering. So what do we learn about faith in the real world from the passage? that was read today. Well, the first thing I believe as Christians, what we're called to do is be inspired by uneven heroes of faith. Be inspired by uneven heroes of faith. Sometimes when you read the Bible, you may think, gosh, they had it all together. But the only one who had it all together was Jesus. Everybody else was an uneven hero of faith. What do I mean by that? Well, if you just look at the litany of, of names that were there, the first person or group of people were the Israelites who went through the Red Sea. Lovely as it was written, but they grumbled a lot, they complained a lot, they went the wrong way loads of times, but in the end, they followed God. I think that's much more inspirational than someone who basically put it all together and did nothing wrong. Then there was Rahab, the prostitute, who helped the Israelites. In fact, Rahab, the prostitute, is a great, 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 great grandmother of Jesus. And isn't it amazing that in the Bible, God does not look at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And so wherever you are today with God, if you feel you've fallen short, well, join the club. Have inspiration from these heroes of uneven faith. There was Samson. Have you ever read Samson? I tell you, the Bible, by the way, should have um, a certificate rating because there are some things in there that are really, really uh, quite, um, quite brutal. He was arrogant. There was King David. I used to live in Shenley in, um, uh, in, in Hertfordshire, a, a very Jewish area. Incredibly heroic, David. Yes, I totally agree with that. 
But there is the other side to him where he was an adulterer, a murderer. He was someone who was, had a brutal temper. And yet he is called a hero of faith. He was called the, the apple of God's eye. If you're like that, join the club. God can still use you. Or even Daniel in the Bible. Daniel was a vegetarian. I don't know if you knew that. If you're a vegetarian, God can use you. And vegans as well. <laughs> the list goes on, but I don't have time to go through them all. There's Peter who stumbled. There was Paul who was also a murderer. Can you believe it? There's some real rough people. Or the woman of Zarephath um, who, who was so uh, stricken by, by God. These uneven heroes of faith are not there just to be looked at and thought, gosh, wow, I can never be like that. They are there to encourage us and say, come on. If you want to have faith in the real world, we've got to do our part and be like them. You may not be like that. You may be like me, who when I was on my holiday, I thought, do you know what, I'm going to, because I've got a bit of time on my hands, I'm going to try and put this into practice. I saw this, um, this lady who was working at this travel lodge in, um, in Fort William, and she was, people were having a go at her and so forth and that. And I just thought, you know, I didn't have my collar on or anything like this. You know, I didn't say I was a vicar. I said, how are you doing? You know, she said, fine. I said, I think you're doing a great job. And she nearly burst into tears. She said, no one said that to me all day. Faith doesn't have to be like standing up against real lions, but it may be standing up against metaphorical lions, such as people who said bad things about other people. Such as when I was on the telephone to someone the other day and I said, you've done a good job, it's to encourage someone rather than make them feel um, like they, they are just your servants. Follow these uneven heroes of faith because people are following you. I just, I just end my first point with this. I didn't realise, I'm, I'm taking a, a, a wedding in uh, St. Bart's in uh, Long Benton. Um, his name is Peter Kay. He's not the Peter Kay, by the way, uh, although he's very funny. Um, but he said, the reason why I'm, um, I'm asking you to take my, uh, my wedding is because I've been following you on Facebook ever since you were my youth worker, and I love what I see in your faith. I didn't realise he was doing that. People are following you, even though they may not say it. So be inspired by these uneven heroes of faith. Because people are inspired by you, a person of faith that may make mistakes along the way. My second point here is to have faith is in the real world is we've got to keep on running the race. Keep on running the race. I can't run anymore. I don't know if you realise, I don't know if you can. I can walk, but I can't run. I had a race with my... Um, 10-year-old um, nephew the other week and I just about beat him. I tell you why it was tough. <laughs> we say to people who are being christened, especially to children, is to fight the good fight, to run the race and yet they can't walk. Jesus is saying to us to keep on running, keep on going, even if it's tough. We can't give up. Jesus gave us too much hope. So if we can't run physically, what are we meant to be doing spiritually? 
We're the same as an athlete like you was watching on the Commonwealth Games, maybe. We need to keep on training, keep on reading the Bible, meeting together like we are, keep on praying even though our prayers aren't always answered the way we'd like them to be. Keep our eyes fixed on the prize, on our heavenly home. Friends, I don't know if you realise this, but we are on a journey to heaven. We don't talk enough about heaven. We don't have enough conversations about what our heavenly home's going to be looking like. I've got a picture of mine, by the way. It's like a, I've got this veranda, looking over this beautiful lake, uh, and we're going to have a great time. Heaven is real. Keep our eyes fixed on that destination. If you're an athlete, you've got to keep on going and not give up. No compromise. Keep the distractions low. Have good mental health. Sometimes we forget that we've got to be kind to ourselves. We've got to love ourselves. If we're going to love others, we've got to really love ourselves. I was, I was on holidays, you know, and um, I was in Inverness. And there was a swimming slide. There was the normal ones, which has a nice sort of like a, a tip like that. Another one which had a, a, a bit of a tip like that. And there was a really scary one, which was like this. And, I, and the person said, wait, if you're going to go on this slide, you have to put, you have to cross your legs like this, cross your arms like this, and put your head down like this. And so the first two times I went down and I was praying the Lord's Prayer as I went, because it was so scary. But as I did it, I felt alive. I felt so amazing. I'm not asking all of us to do that. But I want you, faith isn't a boring thing. Faith is a thing filled with life. I did it another um, eight times afterwards. I just felt so alive. <laughs> Where is he going with this point? Keep on going. Keep running the race with Jesus. Keep in your lines as well. Don't get distracted. I, my, my heart went out to the, the women's relay in the Commonwealth when they were disqualified. Jesus says, we are the people who are not disqualified. Don't be, don't be distracted by social media or even though we will at times, try not to be. Try not to be distracted by all the bad things. But look with a positive imagination at the race that you're running. You're doing great. You're on track. Keep running your race. Keep your eyes fixed on uneven heroes of faith. And my final point on my sermon back from my holiday is this. Fix your eyes on Jesus. It seems so simple, doesn't it? You think, what? Is that all we need to do? Sunday school taught us this. Maybe when I was in my youth group, I was taught this. Maybe my confirmation. But are you telling me I still need to do this? Yes. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Why? And this is more of a, a reminder, I'm, I'm assuming, rather than telling you for the first time. He is your pioneer of your faith. He is the one who showed us how to live. If you want to follow a hero of faith that isn't uneven, follow Jesus. He is the only one who actually did it perfectly. He knew how to cry. He knew how to forgive. He knew how to be broken. He knew how to turn the other cheek. Fix your eyes on the one who gave everything. Fix your eyes on Jesus because he is the perfecter of your faith. 
Every morning, I encourage you to say this. You may have a smile um, to yourself, but I want you to say, I am perfect. Your, your wife or husband or friend may not say that, but I am perfect. Why? Because Jesus is perfect. You follow the one who's perfecting you. And finally, that last part there, it says, the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Endured the cross here. I was talking to Alan Marks the other day, and he says, with this cross here, we don't see the blood. And I want us to imagine the blood of Jesus. He died for us. He wasn't just there for, for fun. He did it for you and I. So do God the right service. Keep living by faith, even though it's hard. Keep following our even heroes of faith. Following and running the race. And keep Jesus first place. Just want to end this story with a lady from Uganda who I've been reflecting on. A lady called Rita. Because I've talked a lot about tough times. I want to give you a positive story at the end. Rita from Uganda. She had a beautiful son. But her son had, it felt like pneumonia or uh, something of that. And the problem was that normally if you've got a, a paler skin, you normally turn blue. But because from Uganda, his skin was of a darker colour, and they didn't notice that he was having that, such a, a bad illness. And then one day, the child just stopped breathing. And Rita just turned to Jesus and just screamed out. I won't scream out because I want to make shock to people. But he said, Jesus, help me. And she just held her son in her arms and prayed and prayed and prayed. This son now is a beautiful 18-year-old boy who got through some, some incredible, miraculous event where the doctors thought this person should be dead, but is alive. So keep on praying, keep on going. It's tough, but God is with us. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's say the grace to one another, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.